Let the words of my lips and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. I find our collect this morning to be exceptionally rich. Almighty and everlasting God, you govern all things, both in heaven and on earth. Mercifully hear the supplications of your people. And in our time, grant us your peace through Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. I mean, consider it. It asks us to recognize that God um, is responsible for governing all things, both heavenly and earthly, and those are, are named as different. We ask God to hear our prayers and concerns, acknowledging the weight that many carry. And then we pray that at some point in our time, God will give us peace. And yet, in doing this, it acknowledges that that peace has not been fully realized. Something we long for and pray to be delivered. It's radical wisdom for our time. We live in an especially uncertain moment. Um, maybe it's always been so. And I know that we are much more aware of that today. And I feel I need to, to share my own reflections through a current event where I feel that I have missed the mark. And I want to do that at least from my own perspective because I think it might be helpful, uh, a reflection to see how we approach life. Um, and I will be careful with the details as it's a sensitive topic and I know that our congregation gathered here this morning spans ages and, and appropriate levels of, of how we talk about things. Hope isn't always as easy as it sounds. It'd be great for us to always wear a smile and have a positive attitude, a hopefully optimistic belief in this world. Um, at the end of this past week, I was in Oklahoma to share about Christian hope with a, a bunch of Episcopal camp and conference center executives from around the country very faithful people who take seriously the call to welcome people in the midst and to care and to love them. In many ways, they get to practice what we believe all the time, and, and my job was to, to talk about Christian hope. And then early Friday morning as I was waiting to, to head to the airport, uh, the Today Show was on, um, headlines moving across the bottom of the TV, more headlines from the place where my parents and my sister and my niece all call home. In my own efforts to watch less news and to, to disengage from social media, I hadn't caught wind of the story yet. Days earlier, a young man named Tyree Nichols was pulled over and taken out of his car and hurt so badly that he died a few days later in the hospital. A horrible, evil, despicable act of violence. The Today Show was reporting along with pretty much every other news agency that five police officers had been fired and charged with murder, and the city was going to release the body cam footage and aerial footage from the sky cam sometime after 6 p.m. on Friday. 
And the police chief had even shared how disturbing it was. She believed one of the most senseless and disturbing things she had ever seen, which is a strong statement. Honestly, no one that I have heard has said anything differently. The world has seen this as the atrocity that it is. Now, this is not a sermon about what these men did. It's, it's not even a sermon about the difficult and meaningful work that is necessary for us to create beloved community. Nor is it about Mr. Nichols and his story, which is also important to hear. Many clergy from across the country, even our presiding bishop, released a touching and important press release yesterday morning. Bishop Curry called for prayer, and he, he set suffering and violence in the context of the prophet Jeremiah and in the story of the Good Samaritan and reminded us in the parable of the Good Samaritan that the Good Samaritan is not the last one. No, my sermon is about my own reaction and the reaction of others. I started that moment of seeing the headlines, you know how your adrenaline begins to get going, and I pulled out my phone and started watching. I started watching the national news. The, they seemed to believe that mass violence would break out and destruction across the town. It seemed like everybody across the country believed that Memphis would burn on Friday night. Stories about the National Guard being called in. Warnings about travel. We even had a... Um, my kids went to school there for a little while, so we still get emails all the time. The schools were closing. Churches began releasing public statements. Prayer vigils would be happening on Saturday, and naves and chapels were open, including the church that sent me to seminary and the church that my parents go to for healing, for laying on of hands, for Eucharist. I kept watching and watching. By Friday evening, I'd called my sister to make sure that both of their cars had been moved off the street, put behind the wrought iron fence that guards their backyard. I called my parents to make sure they were home and doing the same. I didn't ask if they were going to church on Saturday to pray, to lament, to gather in hope. I bought into the narrative that the city would soon be on fire. I wasn't the only one. I let fear and sensationalism that feeds most of our news sources and media coffers influence my response. People around the country were concerned with what would happen. And across the country, there were protests, almost all peacefully. I mean, think about how different this story is. Five men immediately removed from their jobs, arrested. Footage being turned over to the public to be as transparent as possible. It's a very different story than the one we're accustomed to hearing. And yet I bought into the violent and destructive narrative, which of course it could have been the reality. But it wasn't. Now, I offer these reflections because there's a question underneath that do we believe that God's way of peace and love is the reality of our lives? Or does our own insecurity and doubt or lack of faith further perpetuate the story that we think should be lived out? And I've been wondering if sometimes 
The culture is to create a kind of self-fulfilling prophecy based on how we think the world really works. The reason that I think this is important is that the hope that you and I bear, our ability to see love and possibility, and specifically our resistance to get caught up in the alternative, actually breathes life and hope into our world. This doesn't mean we live in a world absent of what could go wrong. Uh, go wrong. I mean, we know, we know that. But we have a choice with how we see this world. We have a choice in what we expect from the capacity of others. We have a choice in the hopefulness that we bear. I hear the words of Paul this morning as he's writing the community in Corinth. <laughs> it stands out because you don't really see that word in the, the New Testament very often. The message about the cross is foolishness. I love it. Foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The message. The message bears power. The message that Christ entered human life and taught us how to love and how to live and how to model that love and suffers with us and gives us life. That message is hopeful. Everyone else thinks it's foolish. See, God is present in all things. That same love of Christ shows up again and again. It shows up in vigils and Holy Eucharist on a Saturday, the laying on of hands, the advocating for change, and the laments and the cries for justice. Our Christian response, regardless of the outcome, is to be hopeful, to see God as a part of the faithful response so that our hope can be God's healing balm that begets hope in other lives. It's not to get caught up in the fear-mongering. It might sound like foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us it is the power of God. So I return to our collect this morning. Almighty and everlasting God, you govern all things, both in heaven and on earth. Mercifully hear the supplications of your people. And in our time, grant us your peace through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen.